Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, African swine fever has been confirmed in two dead wild boar in Greece. This is the first report of ASF in Greece since 2020. Dr. Paul Sundberg, the executive director of the Swine Health Information Center, says North America can learn a lot from Greece and other countries when it comes to controlling the spread of ASF. Applications can now be made under the Advanced Payments Program, better known as the Cash Advance. The Cash Advance helps cover initial production costs and is repaid when the crop or livestock is sold. Several organizations administer the program on behalf of the federal government, including the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Dave Gallant is the CCGA Director of Finance and Operations, and he talks about the process and says applying early ensures everything is ready to go when money from the federal government comes out in early April. After the break, Paul Sundberg. Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. African swine fever has been detected in wild boar in Greece. This is the first ASF cases detected in Greece since 2020. Paul Sundberg is the executive director of the Swine Health Information Center. Uh, Paul, tell us about what you know so far about what the situation is in Greece. Uh, African swine fever hasn't been in Greece since 2020. And so this is the first time for multiple years that they found um, wild boar, uh, again, two dead wild boar in Greece. And uh, that was near the border of Bulgaria, North Macedonia. So um, the expectation is, and the reports are, that that most probably is that is the movement of wild boar from those countries in the north down into Greece. And I think that's probably an illustration of the continued uh, activity of ASF, especially in Eastern Europe, as well as another example is in uh, South Korea. Um, wild boar continue to move, wild boar continue to harbor the virus and serve as a um, reservoir of infection. And it's very difficult to control those animals because they are out in the wild. There is no, um, there's no way to, to make sure that you've got every one of them. And so it's an extremely difficult thing. And that's, that's probably the headline for the, the, the African swine fever movement, um, in, for the last month or so. Um, the wild boar continue to be active. They continue to be infected. They continue to be a nidus of infection. Um, the same thing happened in South Korea, that wild boar were discovered in South Korea, the same issue. And so I think that's probably one of the things of emphasis for ASF at this time for this uh, report. What do these new developments suggest for North America? Yeah, that's a very that's a very pertinent question, and it's a very difficult one, because um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to learn the lessons that um, are are offered through the European experience with wild boar. As best we can determine, we in the in North America have about the same density of wild boar as in Europe. Um, it's hard to compare the two directly because they 
do different measurements of of bore density, but um, it looks like for our land mass, we have about the same uh, spots of density as there are in Europe, and so. Um, our issue is learning those lessons of how they were able to or have been able to control it. One of the things, for example, is in Luxembourg. And in Luxembourg, uh, there was an infection in wild boar. They successfully uh, eliminated, were able to isolate the wild boar in the area and work their way in and eradicate those wild boar in the area of infection and successfully remove ASF from their population of wild boar. That's a that's a big lesson to learn, and I think that's one of the implications for North America. Um, USDA Wildlife Services it has been working uh, very hard on plans to implement the same type of situation in North America in U.S. If that would happen here, um, the the plan is to be to try to ring the infection, ring around the infection, and work your way in from the outside, um, meeting in the middle and eradicating all the boar on, as you go in. And so um, that has been successful in some places in Europe, and we're hopeful that that would be a successful plan. One of the things that our industry is doing in, in the U.S. is working with wildlife services, trying to encourage them to do uh, field trials of the plan so we can see exactly how it could work and how successful it could be in any elimination. There's a lot of planning that's been done, um, and we're cautiously optimistic, but we also know that given the European experience, if ASF gets into the wild boar population, the feral pig population in North America, it very well may be extremely difficult to take out. So although this is what's happening in Greece right now, it certainly is a North American issue and uh, and a huge concern for uh, pork producers uh, in Canada and the U.S. It is. Uh, there are wild, wild pigs. There are feral pigs, wild boar in Canada, in the U.S. and in Mexico, um, and they don't respect borders, neither state, province, country borders. And so it's an issue that we all have to work on. We all have to be ready for. And I think it's one that um, all three countries recognize the importance of of the um, quick response and importance of trying to um, control and eradicate any infected wild boars just as quickly as possible. Dr. Paul Sundberg is the Executive Director of the Swine Health Information Centre. After the break, Dave Gallant with the Canadian Canola Growers Association talks about the 2023 Advanced Payments Program. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Farmers in Western Canada can now apply for a 2023 Spring Cash Advance through the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The group has launched the 2023 Advance Payments Program Cash Advance Application, and farmers are encouraged to submit their paperwork early to get the full benefits from their cash advance. Dave Gallant is the Director of Finance and Operations at CCGA. Uh, Dave, first of all, uh, maybe you could just explain the criteria that has to be met in order for farmers to apply. 
basically, as long as you're a Canadian citizen and you own the product that you're, you're growing, either livestock or grains and oil seeds, you can apply for a cash advance through CCGA. Uh, it's a simple process. I would recommend you contact our 1-800 number if you're not an existing customer. Uh, they will actually complete the application for you online or over the phone uh, and email it to you with a list of what needs to be signed and any additional information that's required. If you're an existing customer, by all means, please please phone us or you can do your application online through our secure site at ccga.ca. Now, producers can borrow up to $1 million, but I guess it's important to note that you have to be eligible for it. So what does that mean? So at CCGA, there is no administration fee and the first $250,000 is interest-free. This will be the last year for the interest-free component. The minister has indicated uh, that that will go back to $100,000 interest-free in 2024. And at CCGA, the remaining $750,000 that farmers are eligible for is loaned to them at prime minus three quarters of a percent. So today, prime is 6.7. We're loaning that remainder out at 5.95%. And, and just to give you an example of the cost savings to a farmer, uh, a $500,000 cash advance is going to cost a farmer at CCGA $14,875. That same amount borrowed, say, from a bank or a credit union at prime plus a half is going to cost 36000 saving the farmer over $21,000. And even though uh, the program is administered by CCGA, you don't have to grow canola to apply. So uh, we're talking about a wide variety of crops. The, the funds can be used for any purpose that the farmer needs that money to help his farm succeed, his or her farm. And we do over 55 different products. So certainly we do all the oil seeds, obviously, but we do cereals, specialty crops, coarse grains, pulses. We also do livestock. So we do cattle, bison, sheep and goats. Right now, the rates are not available from the federal government for livestock yet, but they should be available in the next couple of days. Now, uh, CCGA brings a lot of knowledge to administering the Spring Cash Advance Program because uh, I guess you've been at this for uh, quite a few years now. We are approaching our 40th year. Uh, we're very experienced at it. This is this is our bread and butter. This is what we do for farmers. Uh, and uh, by doing it, we've heard all the questions. We understand all the situations. So when a farmer calls us, we know how to help them successfully complete their application, and successfully use the program. And Dave, maybe just uh, finally you can tell producers what to do and uh, where to get more information or how to apply. So if you want more information, ccga.ca has everything you'll need about the program. It's got the forms. If you want to look at the forms, it's got all the rates for this year. There are also questions and answers as well as videos on how to complete the applications or answer questions that farmers may have. Or contact our 1-800 number. It's 1-866-745-2256. And the staff on the phone will be glad to help you answer questions. And again, complete that application for you, whether you're an existing customer or a first-time customer. Dave Gallant is the Director of Finance and Operations at the Canadian Canola Growers Association. And again, CCGA administers the Advanced Payments Program. And again, uh, we just want to mention that it's important to note that this will be the last year that farmers can get $250,000 interest-free under the federal program. It goes back to the original $100,000 interest rate for next year.
Here are the top agriculture stories from the week of February 6, 2023. Insect control products, of course, are re-evaluated from time to time by the Pest Management Regulatory Agency. Lambda cyhalothrin, the active ingredient in products like Silencer and Matador, are used to control insects like flea beetles, grasshoppers, and cutworms. PMRA proposed Lambda Cyhalothrin be removed for use on feed and some food commodities this spring. Crops Extension Specialist Erica Yaskowicz said there are still many other products that a producer can use to control insect pests in several crops in the coming growing season. She says more information on registered insecticides and their uses for the growing season can be found through your local agronomist or crops extension specialist. A private member's bill that aims to prevent further market access concessions for supply-managed commodities in Canada was approved for second reading in the House of Commons. Bill C-282 would amend existing legislation to prevent Canada's trade minister from increasing tariff rate quotas and reducing over-quota tariffs for dairy, poultry or eggs through international trade agreements. The bill will now be reviewed by the House Trade Committee. It still needs to be approved at the committee stage, third reading, and in the Senate before becoming law. Canola prices are not expected to move out of their current trading range, even though supplies remain tight in Canada. Jay Delafray with Argus Media, based in London, said Canada has already moved the majority of its canola exports for the current crop year. She said another thing to monitor is whether China will resume buying of Australian canola. Political disagreements have sharply reduced trade between those two countries over the past couple of years. The National Farmers Union says Canada is facing a farmland crisis and it's encouraging farmers to donate land to the community land trusts to provide a way for farmland access to a new generation. The NFU described land trusts as non-profit corporations created to acquire and hold land for the benefit of a community. A petition was launched calling for changes to the Canadian tax code to allow landowners to donate to community land trusts on the same basis as land donations to ecological land reserves. There is a new potato king in Canada. Alberta surpassed Prince Edward Island last year, according to the latest numbers from Statistics Canada. Alberta grabbed the number one spot with 26.8 million hundredweight of potatoes, only 200,000 ahead of Prince Edward Island. Manitoba was the third largest potato province at 26.1 million hundredweight. Potato production grew by 1.5% on a national basis last year. Cereals Canada, Ducks Unlimited and Prairie Winter Wheat Producer Groups have created the Habitat-Friendly Winter Wheat Eco-Label Program to encourage winter wheat acreage. Cereals Canada Director of Market Intelligence and Trade Policy, Leif Carlson, said it was put together through research done by DU. To participate in the Eco-Label program, the product has to contain 30% Western Canadian winter wheat flour. Coyote pancake and waffle mix from Rockport Flour Mills in Alberta is made with whole wheat flour milled from spring wheat and winter wheat. Seeding and tillage equipment company Vodderstadt has announced it's acquiring Danish company Theragod's inter-row tillage business. 
The acquisition adds a full product range of inter-row cultivators to the current Waterstad product portfolio, which includes seed hawk equipment manufactured in Saskatchewan. All intellectual property rights to Theragod's inter-row cultivator product area are included in the deal. The spring of 2023 will be a transition period and Waterstad will take over the responsibility for the inter-row cultivator business as of June 1st. For the initial part of the takeover, the inter-row cultivators will be sold under the Theragod brand and they will be manufactured at Theragod's production facilities in Denmark. As of June 2024, they will carry the Waterstad brand. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarlane for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarlane and is a division of the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.